morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The day today is the 4th of February, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to another episode of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I am, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, my co-host, your favorite beat writer, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, we have an exciting episode today because we get questions left and right. Oh, James, usually they're to you, but... um, People want us to answer things all the time, whether it's in our mentions or our DMs. This is this is the people's moment. This is our mailbag episode, which also takes the pressure off of us yes. a little bit. Because if the episode's bad, it's not our fault. It's, it's poor everyone questions. Else, yeah, everyone else supplied the content. So um, how excited are you for this moment? Oh, also, I should mention um, that we asked this on our Bun and Cardigan uh, Twitter account, which we have just launched. James set that up yesterday. You can follow us on Twitter at the Bun X Cardigan. Um, we'll be we'll be releasing a whole bunch of uh, like we'll we'll be promoting on there. You can't and do symbols do... for some reason. Like I couldn't do the what's the symbol that's and um, ampersand and ampersand. You can't do that in your Twitter handle. So like I had to I had to get mm. creative. It looks like we're throwing like a collab with off white or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, it's funny. It's funny that you mention off white. Because should we just jump right into the first question? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, make sure you follow okay. the Twitter page. And thank you guys, everybody that submitted questions. I think we have enough to carry for the whole 45 to an hour. Yeah. Um, so because I co-host this show, You're the that means that – well, <laughs> thank you. That means that I get to pick. I'll be the one picking which questions we answer. Now, I don't know if this is technically nepotism, but I'm going to pick my brother's question first, yes. which uh, he texted me about. So he gets first dibs. Uh, James, least favorite signature sneaker ever. Ooh. See, now I'm thrown off. Least favorite signature sneaker ever. Um, Like, are we just talking about a particular shoe or just that person's whole series? Ooh, if you hate somebody's... Um, I almost said discography of like their sneaker that's what line. It is. If you hate, if, yeah, if you hate somebody's line that much, I think that's actually a better answer than just an individual sneaker. Because I was just gonna go with an individual sneaker, but if you want to do a whole line, that actually is that might be better. Um, I'll say this: like, it's easy to go with like Shaq. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just not that's not fun. It's I mean, we could poke fun at at Big Baller brand. Uh, that's not fun. Yeah, stick to like the 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 main food groups, the Nikes, the Adidas's, and the Under Armors of the world. Man, that is tough. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll yeah, just do you I'll have do one? mine. Go ahead. I do have one. The Kyrie three. Okay, I, I agree. Think I, I'm not a fan. I like that. The Kyrie one. So I have a pair of Kyrie ones. I actually have the entire um, All Star collection from I think 2000, and I don't even remember what year it was at this point. Um, I have the LeBron 12s, the Kobe 10s, the KD 7s, and the Kyrie 1s, the all-star versions of every single one of those sneakers. Um, The Kyrie 1s are great as, like, a casual sneaker. Um, The ankle support is terrible. Nobody should ever hoop in them. I do have a pair of Kyrie 2s. I have the the Kyrachis. I don't know if people remember those. The Kyrachis. Yeah. Um, It's got the blue. It's got the purple. The strap is great. That's a good hoop shoe. Still not great, but it's better than the ones. Um, the Kyrie three and even the Kyrie four. The Kyrie four is, was was saved by the Lucky Charms pair, if people remember those. Um, but the Kyrie three, I think, is fundamentally one of the worst um, looking basketball shoes ever. I I I am not a fan of the Kyrie threes. I I like that choice. That's a good choice. 
Um, yeah. I'm not going to slander the Adidas Kobe 2, which is the one that looks like a spaceship. Um, yeah, I think those are sweet. I think, yeah, I think, I think they're awesome. I think there's it, it's so ugly, it's beautiful. Mm. My, all right, I'm going to pick. Like, are we, does Reebok count as a big food group? What are you going to do, like the kamikazes or something like that? No, I like love that? the kamikazes. Okay, good. The John Wall, the Zig Slash. Oh, okay, If yeah. you remember those, those are just yeah. absolutely hideous. Like, the one, they don't even look fly on the court. And you definitely can't, yeah. like, pull off a fit in those. Like, those are just, like, caca, like poop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the fit factor is a, is a major thing because as somebody who – I don't get a lot of runs, but – so I just usually wear mine casually. Um, I actually so Reebok came out with the Zigtex and I loved those. But John Wall sneaker, like the iteration of like the basketball iteration of those, th- those missed for sure. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of those. And like people have done good things with Adidas and Reebok since. Um, I mean, we could. I mean, if we want to be honest, like Steph's line is not the greatest, but that's Under Armour. Uh, so I have one pair of. Steph's. I remember. I have a pair of Curry One Lows, the family and friends. They're all white. The um, the the logo is gold. It's got the translucent sole. Um, there's like little little flecks of gold in it. it. They're amazing, and I love them. They're still dead stock to this day. I have not worn them once. I've had them for almost, f- I think, five years now. Um, I've still, I've since never worn them. Um, I'll never forget. Uh, Steph comes out in the finals. I think it was 2017. I want to say. Um, it might have been 2018, but I believe it. But yeah, it was definitely 2017. Steph Curry comes out and debuts the the Curry Four in that white and gold colorway, and like the world was on fire yeah. because they were those were amazing. Those. The finals colorway that he had those were those were hard. Um, I agree. But um, I didn't like the Curry. I, no, the Curry Ones were fine. Curry Twos were okay. The iron sharp the iron sharpens iron ones that he wore against New Orleans were great. The like gray pair with the I don't want to alienate people because if people aren't into sneakers, I don't want to go too in depth with it. But well, this is what we um, do, and sure, this is. I, th- so the only pair I have, there's a story behind these. Oh, there you go. The, I okay, think it yeah. was National Women's Day, International Women's Day. So the story behind these, these dropped. So if you remember, I think we talked about it on the last pod, um, the Pistons before the shutdown last year ended in Philly. Before yep. that, though, they were in New York. And that was the last road trip I went on. I went home straight from New York. Um, and this was like – like nothing had like went down yet. Like it's – they played Sunday. I was in New York Monday, Tuesday, and was going to come home on Tuesday. I wasn't going to go to Philly because on Tuesday something – like the Gobert stuff happened, I think. And my editor was like, yeah, just get the first flight back you can where you feel safe. And so like we didn't know like the regulations and all that. Yeah. Um, and I just showed you the shoe and said it like this is like we're on freaking TV. So I apologize to the listeners. I was, yeah, <laughs> I realized I wasn't gonna cut you off, but James was like showing it. That's why I went, oh right, yeah. yeah it's, but people can't see that you showed. It's me like them. the internet. It's either National Women's Day or International Women's Day. Steph Curry from last from 2020. You can look it up. You find it. It's fuchsia purple, whatever. But I ended up just like walking around New York and like the beginning of COVID, and these dropped that same weekend and i just picked them up yeah. and that was the last shoes i purchased before covid shut down i bought um I, it was actually the and we'll, we'll speed to the next question here in a minute but um i the last time i was visiting chicago um before i actually moved here which was I, actually so it was the, the weekend I, I mentioned in the last episode when i went to the bulls clippers game um i bought a pair of the chicago uh 13s 
Um, the Jordan 13s, obviously. Yeah. Still to this day, also haven't worn those. I even still have the um, the little plastic on the, the hologram on the back. You might need to stock um, X these, man. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I don't know why I haven't worn those yet. I think it's just because at this point I'm too afraid to. It's like, well, I haven't worn them for this long, right? Yeah. Um, so those are great. But uh, so, you, so your answer is what? This is the John Wall? The, yeah. The, I mean, if we're going to go whole line stuff. Um, though sure. I like those, the, the ones I just showed you and yeah, just a single shoe. I'm going to go with the, the John Wall zigzags. Like those are sure. atrocious. I think, uh, well, I, we won't do best sneaker. We'll just do worse. Okay. Um, this is something that we've actually talked about a few times on this show. Um, you and I actually have also talked about, we have a fair share of insight. You obviously way more than me as to what goes into this. This question comes from Matthew way. Uh, what is the most common misconception fans have about things that happen off the court? Thank you for your question, Matthew. Um, yeah, I guess that to answer that, you would wonder. Like, I have, I, I would like to ask back, what are, what do people think happen off the court? I guess. Well, I, with the way that people talk, it seems like they don't think anything happens off the court. And they and this is something that we've talked about before, that it's all in-game and that off the floor that there's nothing. So, I mean... That's actually a pretty good question yourself. Yeah, like, I mean, I've walked around a city... Like, I remember I walked around Boston a, two years ago when Hel Henry Ellenson was still on the team, and he was just walking around Boston by himself, like, sightseeing or whatever. Um, or... I've seen like Henry Ellenson like walk just walk around the cities by himself. I've seen, we've talked about it on story time with James. I've seen players like out and about. I've seen yeah coaches out and about. I I ran in stands last year, my first year. I ran into him at a restaurant in L.A. that was like outdoor seating, and I think he had just had dinner with. I want to say there was like four teams in town. The obviously the Lakers and Clippers, but I think Golden State was also staying at the same hotel. Mm. Um, and I think him and Steve Kerr got dinner or something, but I just, like, I saw him, like, these guys have normal lives. Most of them have friends in other cities on other teams. I mean, obviously Christian Wood and Jalil Okafor are, are yeah. good friends. Um, and they hung out and yeah, I think some guys do sit in the room, play video games, probably the younger guys. I think older guys know where to go. They have spots, they have people, um, yeah, I think that these guys under normal circumstances aren't basketball sleep. Some of them are. Some of them are built that way, but most have lives and relationships in these cities where they can go do things um, when off the court. Sure, I think in terms of something that they that they don't understand is I would say that practice matters more than people think that it does, um, and that if guys aren't playing, there is a chance that it had something to do with maybe in film something went wrong and they weren't receptive to something or, or in practice, they just weren't, um, I guess going through the motions in a way that, um, the, that the coach didn't. Oh, was that, the, is that what he meant by his question? I thought you were referring to like social life. I guess it, it I mean, it, it's interesting either way. I don't think your answer is a bad answer. I'm just adding on top of it that in terms of, um, uh, I guess something that, I don't know. I guess that's, that's the question. Uh, maybe he, What's the question? What is the most common misconception fans have about things that happen off the court? Okay, so yeah. If we're talking about social life, that my answer suffices. If we're talking about like practice, yeah. um, guys may look like they're playing hard, but 
aren't in the right position that the coach has told him to be in many times. He'll point that out in film, he'll point it out in practice, and they still don't do it. Um, some guys might not be practice players. Some guys maybe don't have good performances in practice. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's that's a good question. I I wish we were uh, – I wish we had a caller hotline and we could ask Matthew exactly what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> um. This one comes to us from Dustin Whitehead. All right, no more Matthews. You could interview no more. That was two. No more Matthews. Back to back Matthews. No more Matthews. Right. Yep. Um, which, by the way, thank you to my brother Matthew for the previous one. We didn't say thank that. you, Matthew, and for the logo um, for the Bun and Cardigan show, and for the Bun and Cardigan show logo. Absolutely. This one comes to us from Dustin Whitehead. If you could interview one Piston pastor present on the pod, who would you pick? This one's really easy for me. It's really basic. I have a lot of really good questions for Isaiah. Uh, I, I like. I might get killed by Pistons Twitter, but I have to ask which Isaiah. You're right. As soon as I said that, I, you're right. Isaiah Thomas. Okay. And and no, it's not like so the ankle game and ask him <laughs> something about that. It's not about that. I, I have one that I, I genuinely think he'll be like, wow, that's a good question. Impressive. You want a job on NBA TV? And I'd be like, yeah, it'd be great. Actually. <laughs> we'll see if we can make that happen. I'll I'll uh, put in some. I'll put in a text or two or a call in the near future. There we'll we go. talk. I'll like well we we like I people know this. I have his publicist's email. We'll just bombard him. What's who's what's who's who's your answer though? You know what? This one might seem like obvious. I would love to talk to Darko. Sure. Yeah. I would love to find out like just adapting to the NBA game, to America, to Detroit, yeah. to being this guy that I'd like to ask a lot of questions in hindsight to him. Like, did he, like, did he, was he shocked he went number two? Did he think he should have went number two? Um, yeah. His career post Detroit. I, there's a, there's just a lot of mystique with him. And he's such a polarizing figure in Pistons history only because of who went after him. Not yeah. so much so like the team went and won a title once they drafted him. Like Darko has a ring. Might have two rings. I think I know he has obviously one in Detroit. Um, one, yeah. But there's just like the psychological of not everybody having expectations. Like nobody had it worse than him in like in recent Detroit history. Like nobody had those expectations and failed to meet them. Like there is no expectations that can be placed on somebody who's picked after LeBron and sure. doesn't meet even the expectations of the five, six, seven guys drafted after him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. I would like to talk to Darko. I think there's probably a lot to unpack there. I don't, I, I would never try to get that one. Cause there's just no way that that would happen. Like the guys on a farm in Serbia, there's like one story every 10 right. years on him. <laughs> I've never met him. Like I'm sure he doesn't give a shit about the Pistons anymore. Um, yeah. And I've heard stories about him just from people around the team who are still there and were there then. And you hear some interesting things. So like there's, I would like to have a conversation with Darko. Yeah. Um, that's a good answer. I, I, I don't, I don't know that. Um, I, I, the only reason I don't like this question is because it's like, well, our answers are so obvious. Like I think people, I'd love to be sit here and be like Kyle Singler. That's who I want to interview, but I don't, I, I don't really know the black history month. I, <laughs> Kyle Singler. <laughs> What's well, why I didn't say him? I said I said, you said Darko. Yeah, but that's like no, it's not different. Yeah, I guess the it's not different. Tips, yeah. What right. do you mean? Right. You 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 basically just pick like Justin Timberlake's cousin with the frosted tips. Get out of here. 
the Black History Month me. Um, there are some questions on here that I'd like to answer, but I think they're more questions for um, the Bun and Cardigan show after dark. Like, Pistons Talk asked us, one player you both secretly hate. We can't answer that on here. Yeah, we can. If it's not a, Does it have to be a Pistons player? Uh, well, that's true, actually. Good point. Touche. Maybe we've just gotten ourselves out of this. Because you and I might have the same answer. Uh, and if you don't say them, you'll be like, oh, wait, yeah, I don't like who's that. Who's yours? Uh, I don't, I'm not a Devontae Graham believer. And I, I don't want to make it clear. I, I mean, I want to make it clear. I don't hate him. I don't think he's good. Yeah, that's fair. So I hate, I hate the attention that he gets because I don't think he's good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, hate, like I, there's nobody I actually hate. Right. Um, who do I dislike and annoys me and rubs me the wrong way? I think Kyrie is up there. Just the way he carries himself. Like he did, uh, first of all, let me preface it with this: you always, you always follow, you always lead with love, before you get to the the hate. So I'm gonna lead with love. He does. He's done amazing things. Um, George Floyd's family in the in different communities. He's done fascinating things. But the yes. way he carries himself, as if he's holier than thou, as if, um, to just the things he says sometimes are just like baffling. Like for somebody that. I wonder how much that like that shot in Cleveland boosted his ego. I just don't know. And I well, here's what I don't understand. He wasn't really like this until that post shot. Exactly. How did Dan Gilbert and Tyron Lue and LeBron? How did they suppress this? And here's my here's what I, I just want to add this really quick. I just want to point this yeah. out. Um, James picking Kyrie as somebody who he doesn't like. Kyrie or James is a media member. Kyrie Irving, a noted. Um, uh, member of the, I don't know how to articulate this. Kyrie doesn't like the media, yeah. so I think there may be a little bit of bias. I mean, I wasn't even factoring bit. that in, but him just being a, a dick to people I know that doesn't help. Yeah, like to me, he's the Kanye West of the NBA, man. Like the fans have boosted his head and his ego so much that anything he says and does, he thinks is genius, and it's just not the case. You know, the comparison there is Kanye goes off and does something wild, and you go, yeah, but he gave us Jesus though. And then Kyrie goes and does something wild, and you're like, yeah, he gave us that calf shot, though, right? I, I mean, I'm, not, the comparison. I, I'm not going to Jesus, personally. Well. Um, like, for me, it's like, it's Kanye's last good album. For me, personally, was my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. After that, I'm, mm. I'm kind of out. Um, certain songs I like here and there. But, yeah, it's, it's, there are, if, you, if, if you're a lover of Jesus, this would be a great yeah. analogy. Sure. Um, this one comes with now that we're going to start getting to the tough questions. Okay. We got a tough one here. I'll give you a softball after this, but this one I think is a really good question. Comes to us from uh, Kevin Goodman. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. Please tell me what am I missing with everyone saying Jeremy's best position is the four? He can defend the threes with ease. True. Shoot the ball. True. And drive to the rack. Also true. Long term, everyone is saying that Seiko needs to develop into a three, and I don't think that's the case because of Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I mean, I personally just think matchups-wise, Jeremy is a good fit playing the four because there's some nights where you're going to get against go up against guys that aren't as quick, um, not as athletic, and then there's some nights where he's going to go up against guys that are built like him, and he has length that is kind of extraordinary, and, and he can get past them. I think defensively, especially like in the pick-and-roll, like people do a lot of 1-4 pick-and-rolls, pick-and-pops. Um, yep. And you want Jeremy switching on those. There's not as many like one, three pick and rolls. Um, so one, four pick and rolls. You want Jeremy there. Or you want Blake there. Um, I think 
that answer has been answered. Um, and yeah, for like, to me, Jeremy is just, when you play Jeremy at the four, that means you can move another creator, perimeter, shooter, playmaker, um, to the three. Like Jeremy can play the four. He can plug that hole and play it well. And then you can find somebody else who's of similar ilk or who can shoot or who can put the ball on the floor, who can pass, who can create his own shot. You can put that person at the three. Yeah. There you, you go. Put, That's if like- Jeremy's at the three, there's likely somebody at the four who's, um, I mean, similar to Blake, probably a post-up guy. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a very good answer. Um, it's more or less kind of what I was thinking as well. You just articulated it a lot better. Thank you, Kevin, for yes, that. Thank it's you. Very good. Now, this one comes to us from Ethan. I, I'm going to butcher a lot of last names here. Amato, I'm assuming. We're going to say Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. And I don't know. Well, we have. I haven't asked the question yet. You can't say. But thank, thank you, you for taking time. The question yeah. Yet. Thank you for your. your oh, time. sure, sure. I don't know how much you can answer this question. Okay. Give us what you can. What were the uh, what were people's reactions within the organization after Troy Weaver made all those moves in the offseason? You can say pass. I mean, there's not like a I don't have to, like I don't have to say pass. They they were for it. Troy Weaver is the organization. Okay. Sure. Well, I know, but if was there anybody sort of I think that basically maybe what they're prying at here is was there anybody who was a little bit skeptical or was there anybody who was kind of like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't there know are some people who wanted to keep Christian Wood. Sure. And yeah. I'll, I'll, we can leave that question at that. I think everything else sure. people were on board for. Um, there were some who wouldn't, wouldn't have minded keeping Christian Wood. Was there anything, do you know, like, um, you know, when you take Isaiah Stewart, do you know if there's anybody who was kind of thinking, I wish we took Precious Achua, or um, instead of Sadiq Bay, I wish we took Tyrese Max. You're like anything like that. Um, or like Halliburton, even, over Killing. No, I think everybody was on board with all three picks. Gotcha. I think they, except for Sadiq, Dwayne and Troy had met with Isaiah. Obviously, they met with Killian. Sadiq, they didn't think would be there. I know yeah. that Sadiq wasn't a lock at 19 until Aaron Naismith was picked by Boston at 14 or 15. He was on their radar too. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you, Ethan. Hopefully that answers your question. Now, another last name I might butcher. Corey Roush. Corey asked us, this is topical, by the way. Can I nominate Smoke for Isaiah Stewart's nickname since he wants all of it? Now, this is topical because you and I have been pretty vocal about how Beef Stew is a fundamentally terrible nickname for him. Now, here's what I'll say. Um, I thought it was topical because your eyes are red right now. Whoa, whoa, I'm hey, joking, whoa. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, whoa, 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 I'm whoa. Joking, grandma My grandmother Hankel. listens yes, to I'm joking. Grandma, I'm, I, it's, I'm not. I, I, he's lying, I'm lying right now. I'm lying. Um, anyways. And people like, I hate that, well, if you think it's so bad, come up with a different nickname. That is not my department. I call it like I see a beef stew is terrible. I think big stew is like I, we're getting somewhere, but it's still bad. Yeah. I don't think smoke is a great nickname for him. I kind of don't hate it. And also the rationale of call him smoke because he quote unquote wants all of it. That's pretty good too. Yeah. Is there anything, are you workshopping any nicknames for him or wh- where are you at with, with Isaiah Stewart? I'm not. We can also just call him Isaiah Stewart, by the way, <laughs> his name. My my favorite, and people are iffy on it because it combines two nicknames. I like the Zeke Freak. Oh, that's fun. That's my been my clubhouse winner that's so far. That's fun. 
Like I, don't, I, I like big stew more than beef stew. Again, beef stew sounds like a third string offensive tackle. Offensive tackle at yeah. Northwood University. <laughs> I we don't disparage Northwood. No, we don't. Okay? But a it lot just of, seems yeah, well, yeah. He's like a, a half star recruit. He played at yeah. Goodrich. Um, he's the he's the life of the party. That that's what that's what beef stew sounds like to me. There's sure. a little his belly hangs over his belt line. A little, that's that's beef stew. Big Stew is cool. Sounds like a bully. Um, I like that one. What about Mister Chimney? If you want, if you want to do smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Chimney, because uh, he's built like he's so hard. built like he's built like a a brick structure. He wants all the yeah. smoke, Mister Chimney. My I laughed so hard my headphones flew <laughs> off. So here's what I'm learning about the Bunny Cardigan show. We need to start a new segment where we just compare players to inanimate objects because we we said that Sadiq Bay is built like a shifferobe, yeah, and uh, Isaiah Stewart built like a chimney. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Mister Chimney, he wants all the smoke. Mister, Ch- honestly, like Mister Chimney, might that's the winner. I think that's what we're just gonna roll with that now, right? It's he, that's just his name, Mister Chimney. All right, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. We'll we'll tease this right. when we post the pod. Okay, um, this one's also topical. Also, thank you, Corey, for that yes, question. Thank you, sir. Sorry, I, ble- I believe that was Corey that asked. Thank that. you. I already I have a different question pulled up, so I don't remember. Um, this one's topical because we saw it last night, as of this recording, uh, during the Brooklyn uh, LA game. Okay, Clippers Nets. Some believe it's a finals preview. Those people are kidding themselves. Yeah. I should probably bleep that because that's going to age poorly. Um, you're a, put your you're a head coach, James. All right. You're coaching a basketball team. Okay. okay? Close your eyes and imagine yeah. this. Your team is up three. You have less than ten seconds left on the clock. Are you following? What's on the lot? Champion. We're in the finals, game seven. You're playing. Uh, sure. Or is it- yeah. Also, this one. This one comes to us from Colin Brady. Yeah. Sure. Uh, whatever scenario you need in your head, you're up three, under ten seconds left. Are you following? Finals. Yes. Too much on this. Too much. Game seven. Too much on the line. Okay. Last night. No. Play. Let something magnificent happen if it's going to happen. I just wouldn't do it. Period. I mean, I I think, I think it's dumb because I think you're just extending the odds. Uh, you're extending the time frame on a miracle happening, where That's fair. if you all you have to do is play good defense for ten seconds, right? I'd say ninety five times out of a hundred, you're going to force a contested look, if not heavily contested. Yeah, but if um, that's K, if if one of the three shooting that is KD, James, or Kyrie, that that heavily contested shot might not matter. You're not wrong. Um, and that's where if you have a good free throw, here's the thing. Even if you have a good free throw shooting team, right? A guy like Trey young missed back to back shots at the line twice against Detroit. Like those anomalies happen. Even a surefire guy like Steph, like sometimes it's not going to. So I just feel like you're just maximizing the, the probability that the, the impossible is going to happen for the, for the other team. Um, what's point. the alternative, right? Like, if you, if they make the shot, you don't lose the game. You go to overtime, right? I'm living with that alternative rather than, you know, something catastrophic happening where we miss our free throws, they still have a timeout, they go to – you know what I mean? Like, I just – I've always found it to be dumb. I think strategically as a coach, I totally get it, right? Like, it makes complete sense why it's a strategy – selfishly as a viewer i hate no i'm with i'm with you like everything you just said i'm with but you but yeah you kind of just you didn't contradict it but you asked me to put my coaching cap on so i no you're right then you just said if you were a coach you sounded like you said you would do it too it's this no even as like i 
I respect and understand the strategy. Me personally, as a coach, I still wouldn't do it. Okay. Even though I understand that it may be the quote unquote smart thing to do. It feels, um, it feels just like a gamble to me. You're gambling either way. Um, you know, if, and you're right. Like if you're playing a team like Brooklyn, where you have three guys who could knock down the shot with ease, especially with two hands in their face. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Let's, I, let's, pl- let's yeah. role play. Okay. It's game six of the NBA Finals. Your team's up 3-2. Okay, okay Milwaukee's up 3-2. Okay, bud. We're going to call you <laughs> bud for this. It's especially okay. fitting since your eyes are red. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm joking, Grandma Hankel. I'm joking. I do. My hair does look good today, and bud, oh. Bud's hair looks great all the time. Yeah. That's like the one thing I love about Budenholzer. No, his hair always looks hair. great. Nobody's messing with Mike Malone, who just came out of nowhere. And yeah, anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> so, all right, ten seconds left. Teams up three, playing the. Oh, I guess it's the finals. You're playing the Clippers. Paul George hits a three, game tied. You go to OT. You lose an OT by three. You are now at the post game podium. Bud, uh, at the end of regulation, you, you decided not to foul. Obviously, Paul George hits a three, and the game goes into overtime. What what was your thinking there? Why not Why not foul? Well, I would say that it's um, something. It's a. It's a man. I don't like being put on the spot. Um, I would say something to the effect of it's a gamble that you live with because had he missed that shot, like we'd have champagne in our room right now, right? I'd have, I'd have the goggles on. And um, we'd be celebrating a championship, but you don't. And and now you have to go back to L.A. for Game Seven. It's a game of probabilities. Um, unfortunately, you know we found ourselves on the wrong side of this one. There's still a whole other 48 minutes to be played, regardless of it being on enemy territory. Um, you know we feel confident in having one of the purest shooters in the game. Um, you know four or five of the best defenders in the game one of the best rim protectors, another one that's pretty strong, one of the best players in the world. Um, we feel pretty good about where we're at, and um, unfortunately, like I said, you flip the coin and we got the, the, the wrong side. I appreciate, thanks for the answer, but I, um, before I go, I just recommend you don't look at Twitter. <laughs> Is this – okay, I just want to be – I just want to – bit's over, by the way. So let's pretend that that was a real scenario. Is that how you would act? Would I have said that last part? No. Well, no, no, not the last part, but like the the question and sort of the follow up question. Um, somebody would have Maybe somebody it, would have asked that question. Yes. Okay, I don't like that. I didn't enjoy yeah, that. No, I I didn't it's like that at all. Be asked. Oh, I I just mean in in terms of um, I mean obviously had I actually been aware of the situation and like it was in front of me and I actually had more to be able to describe. I probably would have been able to do well. That was terrifying. This question, man, this turned into a really interesting question. Um, I like that. So, so your your final answer is what you, yes, you would if, or would yes, not do if, it? if we're in the finals or the playoffs, something significant is on the line in the regular season. No, let the cards is it let the chips fall where they may. Let the let the chips fall. Let the chips fall where they may. Um, so, I, there was a question in here, and I I can't find it. So I oh here it is. Okay. Um, also, thank you, Colin, for that question. Thank you. This one comes to us from Miles Woodman. Now, generally, I will only ask one question that somebody asks, but I actually think that both of them that he asked are, are very quality questions, ones that I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on. Okay. Um, so the first one from Miles, he says, 
What would be both of your personal accounts from that fateful day in 2004 when the basketball player formerly known as Meta World Peace, I believe he means formerly known as Ron Artest because he is currently known as Meta World Peace, tried to fight the entire palace. Now, James, I believe in 2004 you were in your late 30s, so you probably Fuck have... You. Uh, <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> That's what you get, man. That's what you get for trying to convince everybody that I'm stoned right now. Um, okay, so here's the thing. In 2004, um, I hadn't turned six yet, so I was still five. So I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't remember it happening at all, period. So unfortunately, I cannot answer this question. James, 12-year-old James, what were you doing uh, maybe the morning after, at the very least, Malice at the Palace? I vaguely remember it. Like I have, I watched that game live with my my dad was a diehard Pistons fan, um, so he watched everything. And just there wasn't league pass at the time. I don't think there was like a nationally televised game unless that was it. That might have been it. I can't remember. Um, yeah, like I remember well, it was on ESPN because yeah. I think Mike Breen was calling that. Game. You might be right. If if he was, it was like the only game on. Um, yeah, sure. And yeah, like I remember just seeing the mayhem and the chaos and thinking it was cool as a 12 year old wrestling fan. I was waiting for somebody yeah. to get stunnered and diamond Dallas page. I was waiting for him to run out. of. St- I know you're not a wrestling guy, but so I'll, I'll stop yeah. with the names. Um, Apparently everybody else in Pistons Twitter is, so you can keep going. I People think anybody probably, over I'm... the age in Pistons Twitter, if they're over the age of 26, they probably are. If they're like old enough to remember nineties, WC late nineties, WCW early 2000s late 90s attitude era wwf like that was the last wrestling hasn't been better since and like i we all grew up on that so um yeah like i I just remember there being chaos me thinking it was cool my dad thought it was shocking um yeah if it was me if i was my age now back then it'd probably i'd probably sell a million subscriptions writing a story off off that oh sure yeah like it would see i'd pay for my generational it'd be generational wealth worth of subscriptions yeah you'd make so much money that you would actually be able to convince the athletic to, to take us on and then the, you could do it for oh free, i'd own basically. the t- oh, yeah i'd own the company at, at, at that yeah that, yeah <laughs> um see i don't know why i was expecting you to throw in a crazy james story and be like i was the one that threw the beer that was me <laughs> i grabbed it from like my dad here's a funny um, story uh, go for it i've sent like since i've been on the beat i've reached out to that guy no, you have not. No way. Or his representation. It is. He still has representation? Uh, I believe so. It's been a while. But, yeah, obviously nothing manifested. I think. Uh... Yeah, let me that's not say this next part. Yeah, I've reached out. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's the first question from Miles. We got we to gotta start speeding through these. Um, also, where do you see Killian fitting in once he comes back? Would you rest him indefinitely this season? I'm going to give you a crazy spin zone, James, and people aren't going to like it. You want to know why I'd rest him for the rest of the year? Because we got about, what, about six weeks until we even have an evaluation, I believe. And then even then, it's probably another week or two until he actually comes back. So I'm going to give you a crazy, uh, crazy theory that I have. You ready? Yes, please. Sure. Killian Hayes has played seven games for the Detroit Pistons this season. If you rest him indefinitely, as Miles is questioning... I'm 90% sure that that means next season he will be eligible for Rookie of the Year. I think that is correct. So what I'm getting at here is when you eventually draft Cade Cunningham or or Jalen Green, 
alongside Cade Cunningham, you'll have two guys in the running for Rookie of the Year. Ooh. That's my spin zone. I mean, I like that. I don't think it's not my serious answer, yeah, but it's. An I don't answer. think they'll they'll factor that in. <laughs> but I, I mean, I would sit him out um, again. Better safe than sorry. And if he does come back, I'd bring him off the bench. Um, by the time is today Tuesday or Wednesday? Today is as of this recording it's, is Wednesday. So when you hear this podcast, um, unless something else transpires, myself and Sam Vecini did a story where. Everybody who knows Sam Vecini, the NBA draft and college prospect guru, like the go-to mm-hmm. guy on the planet, if you ask me. Me and him just had a conversation about the Pistons rookies um, and what to do with the number one pick. That'll be out on Thursday morning at The Athletic. I highly recommend you checking that out. Sam gives his thoughts on what he thought the players would be, what Isaiah Sadiq and Killian would be coming into the league and what he's seen from them so far, where he kind of projects them. And then we talk about different scenarios with the top pick. It's great. Um, in that story, he's we both kind of talked about how maybe Killian might have been better served coming off the bench to start. I mean, you look at LaMelo Ball, he came off the bench. He's come off the bench. Um, Tyrese Halliburton came off the bench. Um, yeah. And the, the, they eased into it that way. Killian was thrown into the fire, and I'm more of a like throw into the fire guy, so I I was yeah not against that from the start, uh, but just to see how he how he started, maybe that was the way to go. I mean, it's always do yeah. that in hindsight, but now when he comes back, they, there might be more of an excuse if he comes back to bring him off the bench. My question then would be, because um, if he does come back, it'll it'll presumably be. Um, post trade deadline yeah. i believe right and if if everything goes according to plan derrick rose will hopefully have been shipped off um so i think i think it uh, the question then becomes well who's going to be at point guard then is are you just going to be starting and this is a genuine question like are you starting delon right maybe killian is your sixth and then if we save up enough of um uh saban lee's games where he's actually able to play pretty much every night at the end of the season is he just your third guy in this situation or i guess i keep forgetting about freaking frank jackson um oh, that's fine. so maybe the saban lee thing doesn't matter yeah i think yeah so is it, i think your you're first starting scenario, DeLon, I assume. yeah your first scenario was probably it'd be delon killian saban and then also don't sure. write off the idea of if they trade derrick <clears throat> that it will uh they could get a point guard back too gotcha okay that's true i don't know why i didn't consider that um so thank you miles for that question again we got to start speed this one is interesting because it's something that i know um you and i've talked about it i think a lot of people actually do know this but somebody asked it so somebody apparently doesn't know it so let's just go over it again for the folks um i have no idea how to pronounce this um zegesis i think okay james were you a Pistons fan before you became a journalist? And do you now force your mind to be neutral? Because you just mentioned that your dad was a big Pistons guy, but you were not. Is he like did he is he listening to us live record this and he asked that question? How did he know I just said that? Uh no, I added that last oh, part. <laughs> <laughs> you're like voice, you're you're reading somebody's question voice to your voice didn't change. I thought you were still my cadence didn't switch. Yeah. Gotcha. That threw okay. me off. All right. No, I am. I was not a Pistons fan. I was a Clippers primarily fan and a Kings fan. I am a massive if people know that or listen to this. Some may not know massive Sean Livingston fan. He was drafted in tw- 2004 or five. 
2004. One was Dwight, 2004. 2004, yeah. Livingston was drafted. I was 12, as we just discussed in the Malice at the Palace conversation. Um, The way, yeah, you were 12 in 2004, like that that courtside Karen's 25. You were not 12. You were you were in your you were in your late. (laughs) Wait, she's 25. I she is she's no, I'm using like what air quotes said. for those who can't see. Yeah, she goes twenty five. You're not you're not twenty five. Nah, she's not twenty five. Her her lips no. might be twenty five years old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I grew up Sean Livingston, Midwest guy. They compared him to Magic. He had the braids, the cornrows, and just looked cool as shit. Um, liked his game, threw dimes. So when I I remember watching draft day and they're showing his highlight package from high school. First ever point guard ever drafted out of high school. People don't know. People either don't know or forgot that. Um, and it just looked, I was like, I'm hitching my horse to that wagon, or I'm hitching my wagon mm. to that horse. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and I was a big fan. And also, they already had Chris Kamen, who uh, went to Central Michigan. I used to go to a Central Michigan yeah, legend. I used yeah. to go to a lot of Eastern. Like I've seen Chris Kamen play in college maybe three or four times. Um, Elton Brand. Like I was a massive Clippers fan. Um, I, the only I only own two jerseys, a legit Sean Livingston jersey that I got from the NBA store in Orlando. My dad bought me that, and my dad and mom bought me that and a hat when we went down there in like '06 or '04. It might have been the year he got drafted, actually '04. Mm. Um, and yeah, big Clippers fan. And then the Kings, white chocolate, Pages Stojakovic, Doug Christie, Doug Christie, Hedo Turkoglu, Gerald Wallace, C Webb. Um, I think they were all on the same team together. And I don't remember if anybody moved in the Mike Bibby trade, but yes, th- those were my two teams. Have you ever gotten to talk to Doug Christie before? Yeah, I've done a show. <sighs> yep. I was, I was going to flex on you so hard. Yeah, you, I'm mad. Well, wait, wait, wait. I still can. I still can. Does he follow you? I'd have to check. Ah, uh, that in and of itself is kind of a flex. Like, I don't know. So many people follow. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to look at I it. Mean, I mean, I would have to check. Know. I'm not, I'm not, uh, well, look, Say, start rapping real quick while I look this up. Hold on. Start rapping. What are you Just talking so about? Not, um, uh, yeah. So thank you. Um, again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know actually know how to pronounce that. Um, here's a good question he for you, James. Me. And I follow, Ooh. but I follow him, so I'm unfollowing him right now. No, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> what is the question? Um, so the question is, so like kids when they're in an impressionable age. Um, they'll try to mimic people that they look up to, right? Like I would specifically do my hair in certain ways um, that mirrored like people that I saw on TV. Yeah. Um, I got a pair of Converse because the guy uh, I really like David Tennant from Doctor Who, so that's why I had a pair of Converse. Did you like? Because you mentioned Sean Livingston, he famously had the braids. Did you like braid your hair as a kid? Because <laughs> I like actually that? never rocked the braids. I've always kind of it's like a bucket no? list thing, and I thought about it during quarantine. Maybe I'll do it this summer. I just want to like do it for there a day go. just to see what it feels yeah. like. Um, I've um, done that with some people. Yes. With Livingston, I don't think there might've been a time where I like put the armband on the forearm for a little bit. You know what I used to do? I was, I'm a massive Deion Sanders fan. So like I used to hoop in like little league rec ball with the headband around my neck. Yeah. Deion Sanders used to wear the, the, the sweatband around his neck. So I would like hoop like yeah. that. Um, and then when I played ball in the backyard with the homies, I would, like people don't know i think jason williams has a tattoo has tattoos on his hand it's j one fingers j one fingers a like until he spells his name on all five and i like i took a permanent marker i think i wrote that in the story about white chocolate i did um on the athletic i did j-a-m-e-s and then went and hooped with the homies 
There you go. And okay, so this what you just said actually transitions perfectly into. Now I apologize because there were a lot of questions that we couldn't get to. Very good ones, um, but we got to wrap up here soon. We're gonna close on. We have seven before minutes. we get to our. <laughs> well, this we well we still have story time with James and all that too. Oh, yeah. And this one, this this question I'm about to ask you is gonna take okay. a minute. Um, this one's from me again as the host of the show. I get to especially uh, pick out the questions myself. I've been thinking about this one. We're gonna do quick power rankings. Things that um, irrationally annoy you, okay? I don't even know that irrationally. Things that you hate the most. And I'm going to give you my three so that you know where I'm going with this and what I'm asking for. Okay. okay? Number one, um, people who try to describe their basketball game. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a slasher. I'm a pick and roll. Th- sh- no. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm, me, I'm nice on the boards. I, none of it. I'm, I'm I don't nice care. Boards. I don't care about how you play basketball at all. Okay. Number two, which if we're ranking these actually, it's actually number one, your fantasy team. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything about it. If you're doing fantasy football, don't ask me to join your fantasy basketball leagues. I, that feels mean because people ask me a lot to join the fantasy leagues. I respectfully decline, but I don't – don't ask me what I think of your team. I don't care at all. I'm 0 for 2 on your Period. list. I'm not sure why we do a podcast together because I'm, I'm, oh. I'm both those two things. Oh, my gosh. Number three, when people are like, what's your favorite movies? Dumb question. <laughs> Hate that question. If there's a questions I'm tired of answering, I don't want to know about your favorite why? movies. Why? Why? And I think this one isn't fair because I think if you ask someone about their favorite movies, it tells you a lot about that person. Yeah. Dumb question. Ask me something it more It certainly does. That's such a... It's that's such a stupid small talk. No, I don't. I don't know. It it makes me angry. Maybe that one's irrational. So like, I angry, think, but I, I disagree with you because you might learn something about it. Like for example, one of my like top five favorite movies of all time, and I'm just I'm pretty much just a comedy guy. Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Great I think movie. It's the funniest shit in the world. I love that. I just said I hate when people tell me their favorite movies, and James like. So here's one of my favorite <laughs> I told movies you I'm of all for time. Three. Like I don't even know why we're yeah. still talking. I'm surprised you're not going to sign your uh, resignation papers right after this. It, to be fair, that that is a great movie. Um, Pee Wee's hilarious. Yeah. And then uh, just to get my my toughness back, I like Friday. Uh, how to be a player? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, like. Okay, well, do you, do you have any? Can, you don't have to name three. Is there anything that you can think of that's kind of along those lines? Um, just like in life people, or sports related, or obviously not sports related. Uh, well, I mean, anything that you want. Another one that is one of mine is people who correct all of the sudden to all of a sudden. I do not care that all of the sudden is wrong. I'm going to say it regardless. That's a that's a that's a good one. Um, I'm yeah. not. I'm still trying to think. Like, what did you just say? All of the sudden. Yeah, like all of the sudden is the wrong way to say it. It's all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I hate when people correct okay. that because it doesn't. Who cares? I've never been corrected on that. That's interesting. I didn't know that was like a. I didn't know grammar police came out for that one. I didn't know that. Big big pet peeve okay. of mine. Yeah. Um, do I have things that annoy me like that? Um, I hate. I don't hate I, when people just talk about themselves like that. Just kind of annoys me. Um, that's like this whole show it's just us we're, we act like we're the Beatles on this yeah show. but the show is we do I mean we are in Costa Rica uh, or I'm yeah. sorry Colombia wow I apologize yeah you said Cuba the other that, day so these that's probably why countries our, are that's why our real, Colombian yeah. rankings went down 
It's really tripping you um, up. <laughs> yeah, I don't like when people just like talk about themselves a lot or don't get to like try to don't try to get to know other people that they're around. Just like if you're hanging out with a bunch of people and this one person's telling you about what they have going on or their problems and everybody's going through it. Like, I'm sorry. Um, sure. And not to say I'm not talking about like actual like issues. Like I'm talking about my my cat won't stop peeing on my carpet. Like I don't need I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I hate when people post. This is going to be so this might be bad. I am not like we can bleep I'm it. not. A, no, it's not like that kind of bad. I'm not a fan of self like selfies. Like, I don't get the point. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, well, like, okay, so I used to take them religiously. Now I will only take them um, if it's for, like, a meme. Like, if I take a selfie of myself and put it next to, like, Jack Black, like Nacho Libre, yeah, right? Fine. If I look the same. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's for that's for the, the funnies, yeah. right? Um, or, like, I'll take a – if I cut my hair or I shave my face, I'll take a mirror selfie with, like, a before and after, right? right? So people can see that. Um, I'm talking about you're scrolling somebody's Instagram timeline and it's just them phone up their face, put a s- caption, make sure you put a smile on today. Or my, my favorite is like this when they take a selfie and it's just their face and it's like, just cop five donuts from Krispy Kreme. And it's just like, yeah. what does that have to do with it? Like, I don't get selfies. Ooh. I don't know. There's another one. Uh, Krispy Kreme. Bad. All right, that'll wrap up the Bun and Cardigan show. Yeah, I knew I knew um, that was gonna do it. I knew that six. was gonna ruffle some feathers. Yeah, I I, I don't. It's not good. It's not Sorry, bad. It's, not it's a donuts donuts. It's good. I I just don't get it. I just I I what's the what is this? It insists they they nah that joke was gonna be stupid. All right, so here's what we're actually going to do. This is technically the actual last question, which goes into story time with James. Okay. okay? Um, this one no name, just Detroit basketball. James, do you have a, a George Blaha story? Um, so if you don't, I can think of a different player. I, I just a I George figured... Blaha story. I've heard stories. <laughs> um, <laughs> and first and foremost, George has been nothing but a great guy to me. Every time I like, every time I see him, he stops and calls. He's like, "What's up, baby Buddha?" He called like he's the one that he he's really? the one that religiously calls me that. Um, anytime I see him, he'll, we stop and talk. I obviously got, haven't got to like talk to him in person in quite some time. I talked to him on the phone actually not too long ago. Um, he's absolutely just been a great guy to me. And the stories I heard aren't like, aren't bad. Like there's just, some of them are funny. Um, yeah. and I only laugh cause you laughed. I don't know why he made me laugh. Um, I, uh, yeah, I can't think of a, a good Blaha story. I'm sorry. Okay. I've, I've won. It's time for me to start asking about players that people care about. Okay. Right. It's, it's, it's funny to meme about it, but let's give, give us, give us a nice, uh, give us a nice tale about, uh, Andre Drummond. Okay. Um, the one that comes to mind off the top of my head because I have one, I just can't share it. I... Oh, I have yeah. No, the best one is the one I can't share. Um, maybe maybe I'll tell you off when we do the podcast after dark. That only me and after you dark. To. Yeah, yeah. That that might that show would bang. Oh but yes, we yes. But it oh, would be bad for us. Um. So. Oh, I hate this part of the podcast because I'm like sitting here. It's quiet, and I'm trying to figure out how to tell this story. The one. Yeah. censor it and to be funny um and then to also not be disrespectful 
Yeah, I got a very angry letter from our censors, by the way. So let's let's try to keep this. Let's try to keep All this right, one so clean. it was the off season, and everybody knows Andre raps. Or he makes music. Yeah. Um, and he was holding a show in Detroit. <laughs> so why are you laughing? Go ahead. Um, Go on. So it being the summertime and like lacking content i'm like all right let me do a story on like when an nba player does a does a rap show like maybe people will care about that yeah i think that's interesting nobody thought it was interesting i was looking at just it got it was one of my least read stories ever just to say that really first of all like you're alienating a certain fan base readership by thinking they all care about rap second of all you have to factor in who the subject is in what city we're in that the, the, wow. was the no. most popular player in detroit um yeah yeah like i don't really know what, where to go with this story but i went to the concert or the show in downtown detroit me at rod also went um would he sell out the Fillmore or something where's no, he playing he did not sell it out it was uh at a bar, I forget the name of the bar. Hey, babe. <laughs> Josh. What's the name of that uh, that bar that's upstairs in downtown Detroit? Uh, not level two, but it's the one that's close to the arena. This no, it's is... not in Greektown. Oh, my gosh. Say it again. Annex. It was Annex. Thank you. I just want you to know we're leaving no, that in. Course. That's stay. That's staying in. That was like that was like a uh, frozone. Like he's just like he just uh, yells into that. Well, where's my super suit? Like you were just sitting there, and then oh, I wish people could have seen the way you like dipped back. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was funny. All right, so keep going. yeah, a place called Annex, um, and there was like a decent amount of people. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was not packed for the biggest um, rap the biggest basketball player in the, in the city. Um, sure. To answer your question, but it was just like, yeah, it was interesting to see him. I went to an Andre Drummond. I guess this is the story. I went to an Andre Drummond rap show and it's the funniest part of this whole story was me probably just yelling at my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to an Andre Drummond rap show. Um, his music is for acquired. Like it's not my type of rap music. Um, you're very lyrical. You like a good lyricist. I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm, I like rap. Like I like rap. I'm not like into, not that there's anything wrong. I'm not into like the singy songy, like, or the, the singy rap. Yeah. This new. Yeah. James hates my music for the same reason. I do not. I do not. It's just not my preferred cup of tea. Um, and it is, yeah, I don't know where I'm going. Who do you think like? Do you listen to Dame? Do you listen to Dame rap? Have I heard him rap? Yes. Yeah. I okay. don't. So you, you just think it's like whatever. Uh, I think okay. he's a good rapper. I just I can't like it's there's just a block there. Like I'm not I'm not downloading Dame's album, but sure. I think he's a really good. Sure. Rapper. I think he's the best rapper since Shaq. You heard Anthony Edwards? I did not hear that. No. Did you hear Miles Bridges? I did. I got shooters oh. in the D like Dwayne Casey, I think, was a line. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What did he say? I just popped a bean in the club and I can't move. Oh, my god. Yeah, it god. was very uh, – I'm surprised he didn't get fined for that one. Shout out to – I don't know how Michael didn't, like, slap him upside the head. I don't know how he didn't get in trouble for that. Because he's from Flint. He, that's what we do. Like, we just yeah, – Well, I suppose. But, yeah, he was, he did the whole kind of Detroit drill flow. 
I'm not yeah. a fan of that. They all sound the same to me. Uh, the beat on Miles' track was crazy. I thought it was really good. It was good. cool, yeah. I just can't. The flow is just so, yeah. If anybody in here makes that kind of music or listens to it, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. It's not for me. Um, so story time with James. About, this is the Lonzo? worst one. Like Lonzo? No, I do not. I'm sorry. I cannot do Lonzo. Um, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Dame. I, I respect Dame and what he does, and I think Shaq's still the best. Can't stop the rain. Is that's gonna be my pick for? We're not gonna do album. We're gonna do song. Shaq and Biggie Smalls can't stop the rain. One okay. of the illest beats do, of all time. You know what? Just because you said you hate it, I don't even remember what the name of that Miles Bridges track was, but that's mine. Okay. That's mine. That's 100% mine. Also, um, remember when uh, Lonzo dropped a diss track about Koo? I'm not about Koo, about Kuzma, rather. Yeah, I forgot um, about that. And Magic Johnson got mad. It was like, can you guys just play basketball? <laughs> and then it, then they got traded, yeah. or Lonzo got traded at least. That one was good, too. Um but yeah, I'm just gonna go with that Miles Bridges song. That's my that's those are our picks today. Right. I, no, I like. <laughs> we that. didn't even describe yeah, it. Yeah, so we much. got Miles Bridges' song. Go listen to that. Just type that in. Yeah. And mine is Biggie and uh, Shaq can't stop the rain. Yeah. Was there any Were there any questions today? Any players that you were hoping would get asked about? Was there anybody that you were itching to kind yeah. of talk about? And we didn't get to that. It? Was, you're talking about for story time. I'm sorry. No, for um, just just the for our mailbag. Was there any topics that you thought we were going to cover that we didn't hit on today? No, I wish there were more like uh, non basketball questions, like stuff that like for you. Like I wish I wish there were like a few more people curious about certain things with you, because I always like to hear that stuff. Um, um well, what do you want to know? Are we are we doing this? We don't know. Well, we can do, do it. I was going to say, we have a chance to be under an hour, but if we can do this. What do I want to know? All right, give me a question. Lob what me got a question, you into man. basketball? You're from Howell. There isn't a, there isn't a, I there wasn't, isn't a rim in sight. No. Um, so I I played football my whole life. So I, I started playing football in 2007. Position, f- position. Sure. Defensive back. And? Uh, running back. I was a quarterback. You were the quarterback. I was a quarterback. I I was uh so in like little league I was I was always a quarterback, um and then I was a I was a corner, and then once I got to high school um they, there were a lot of kids that wanted to play quarterback um so they they moved me to receiver, um, and then moved me back to quarterback, then moved me to safety. So I I played quarterback for like most of my life. I did have uh one game, where um. Well, this isn't this isn't about how I got into into basketball. So yeah, I played football my whole okay. life. Um, I got cut from my seventh grade basketball team because uh, I couldn't use my left. Like I I didn't know how to make left handed layups. I, to this day, I still don't. I, I I'll tell on myself. I still don't know how to make a left handed layup. Um, I'll just go under the rim and I'll just go. You know, I'll just use my right that way. Um, but um, I I don't really know. Like, I, and it's something that people uh disparage me for like Steph is what got me into basketball I think for the most part um in 2009 like the only basketball I really watched was Michigan State um and then like during the tournament in 2009 Davidson happens and I really liked Steph so I kind of just started rooting for him and then Draymond went to Golden State and I was like okay um and then you know I would I would catch Pistons games all the time but I didn't have like a team that I loved in the NBA um I just you know, I just kind of watched because of Steph. And then, you know, he kept blowing out his ankle. And 
um, that sucked, and so I'd go back and watch football. But I don't really know. There, there was just kind of a point a few years ago where I was just like, yeah, basketball is just better. And um, it was easier for me to learn the game than I thought it was going to be, and I still don't know a lot, but... Um, yeah, I guess it's not even an interesting answer. I no, just, it is interesting. I, I don't, I don't you know. Just, you just found it, and it stuck with you. I get it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our mailbag episode. If you made it this far, genuinely, thank you very much for Let's listening. Let's do one more if question. You're listening to this, one more question. Just pick a random one. <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, for, for our yep. mailbag. Okay. Um, there was actually one that I actually I really wanted to ask. Here it is. Uh, this is from another Matthew. Another Matthew. No last name. Just at Matt's got to eat. So, Matthew. <laughs> Dwayne Casey seems to be an above-average coach, in parentheses, especially for young players and players that may need an b- extra bit of attention. Do you see him as the Pistons coach that will lead them out of the rebuild or more of a placeholder while we compile young assets? Um, I think Dwayne is going to be here through the duration of his contract as long as he wants to be. Um, I would not be surprised if after this job he is done coaching not like he can't get a job but like he wants to be done coaching so yeah um he's got two more years after this year this is his third and a five-year deal yeah yeah so two more okay yeah i don't really view him as like a bridge i just think like i'd be shocked if he didn't see the end of that contract i mean something cataclysmic would have to happen um for Dwayne casey to be out the door i think he's done so far, more or less the job that we intended for him to do. And it seems like he's totally on board with the rebuild. And James, maybe you'll be able to, you know, being around him a little bit more and having conversations with him. Like, do you get the sense that Dwayne is like here for the rebuild and not kind of like, I kind of wanted to come here to win. Uh, I think that Dwayne, if we're up to him, would be coaching a team contending for a championship. Um, Mm. But Dwayne also knows like, this needed to happen for this organization at this time. And he's fine with that and is fine with helping them get to that, ne- that next stage. Uh, but yes, sure. he's 65. He's gotten close to serious contention, missed it. I mean, I'd imagine that um, obviously the, the check that Tom Gores cut him makes the, uh, the risk versus re- versus reward of coming to Detroit a little easier to swallow. But um, I think he definitely would like to win. Yeah, no question. Yeah, sure. That dirty Tom Gore's money. Alrighty, ladies okay. and gentlemen, um, if you made it this far, thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. Leave a review if you're feeling generous. Uh, James, I think we're gonna hit 100, 100 uh, five stars for the end of the month. I think That'd that's be awesome, the plan. man. That'd be great. That would thank be amazing. Thank you guys again for all the um, support. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. We will catch you all in the next one. Thank you.